I'm gonna be honest. It took me like a solid minute. I spent like a solid minute or two there, uh, wondering if you had already started the episode and you were just having it be on a long, on a long awkward pause. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, for for those I I started the I just I just started the recording like a couple seconds ago, uh, before you started saying that. Uh, for those listening or watching, um, <laughs> I asked Jacob if he was ready, and he said just about, which in my mind meant he needed to get some stuff ready before he was ready. <laughs> and that he was like almost ready. That's what I because that's what I thought you meant in, by that. In, in all fairness, that is the actual that is the actual correct meaning to and get And so we were just sitting here in, in like awkward silence for a couple but, minutes. And I but, discovered this this YouTube channel called Hollywood Graveyard that apparently does a bunch of videos. Uh, talking about where your favorite film stars are buried. Um, the guy who does it is named Arthur Dark. I don't know if that's his real name, but... <laughs> okay. Anyway, welcome everybody to another exciting episode of No Lights, No Camera Action. <laughs> joined as usual by Jacob. Hello. Uh and uh this is going to be a little bit of a casual episode. We've got one uh special uh film fight that um we uh didn't have time for last episode, so we're going to be doing that this time around. Um thank God I took notes. <laughs> Cuz it's been a while since I've watched the movies in preparation for this. Um and then uh we're also yeah we're we're gonna do the usual casual episode thing so of course we're gonna start before yes we're gonna make some movies no particular theme this time around uh and actually um Next episode, we'll probably be finishing these cards. Because Ooh. after today's movies, there will be three left in each category. Now, people listening might be wondering, wait, how are you going to finish it off if there's three of each left? You'll just have to listen till the end of the episode to figure out what I mean by that. Uh... I mean, clearly what's going to happen is... With What's going to happen is we're going to clone ourselves into one new person, and then they're going to make a movie. I mean, the funny thing is, given a previous episode, <laughs> that's almost half right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, not really, but technically speaking. Uh, so, um, 
You know what? You always go first in this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first this time. All right. I'm gonna get my director first. Uh, this will be interesting. Uh, Patty Jenkins. All right, director of Wonder Woman. Uh, and some other movies, of course. Uh, I'm gonna get my actress next. Sigourney Weaver, alright, I like Sigourney Weaver. And for my actor... Oh! Me! <laughs> I was wondering when I was going to show up. I forgot that you were one of the cars there. Yeah, I was I was hoping you would end up having to make a movie with me in it. But uh alright. Uh that'll be interesting. I'll have to see what I can come up with there. Uh do you want your director, actor, or actress first? Let's go actor. Alright. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Dylan Sprouse. A.K.A. Zach from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. And Sweet Life on Zach, and probably other things I just can't think of right now. Yeah, here's the weird thing. Like, Cole Sprouse has done, you know, a lot since Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and Sweet Life on Deck. Dylan Sprouse hasn't done much since then. Like, he's done some movies, but not, not, he, he's definitely not, he doesn't have as much work of as Cole Sprouse. Of course, Cole Sprouse's main claim to fame right now is Riverdale. But ah, okay. yeah, because he plays Jughead. It's kind of a Jonas Brothers situation where one just kind of just did more after the big thing. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I'd argue. Yeah, I'd argue. Yeah, I. Yeah, you're right. I I would say two of them did more than one. I mean, well, Joe. Joe did it, more. It would be more impressive if the two of them, if the other two of them, did the exact same amount. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Joe. Joe got his own, got another band. Nick continued to do music and did a little more acting. Kevin had a reality show with his wife, I think, but he's probably done the least of them in recent years. And it was weird, and it's weird, because, like, Nat and Alex Wolf are about even in that regard, because Nat did, Nat has done, because, of course, they both started off in Naked Brothers Band, and Nat has done, uh, he was in Fault in Our Stars, and he starred in Paper Towns, uh, so, like, he's doing a lot of those John Green type uh, movies, huh? and then Alex... <laughs> John Green type movies. <laughs> well, yeah. They are John Green. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No. Um, Sorry. Uh, and then Alex, he, I mean, he's been doing good, too. He's in the new Jumanji movies, he's in Hereditary, he, they, they've both been doing pretty good. Anyway, actress or director next? Uh, let's go actress. Alright. When to stop. Stop. Amy Adams. Very. 
one probably in my opinion one of the best actresses going right now who still hasn't won an oscar which is a shame uh let's see who you get for your director tell me when to stop stop quentin tarantino all right then that's good that's an interesting mix uh yeah i i'm excited to see what you come up for that one uh I'm just, oh, I'm looking at the cards we have left. Next episode is going to be very interesting because in the actresses, we have like three A-list actresses left. In the actors, we have one A, I, I'd, call, I'd probably call him A-list at this point, actor, one who used to be A-list, and one who pretty much known for one role exclusively. And then in directors, we have two directing pairs and Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got an interesting mix for the next episode. And guys, if you like this uh, segment, let me know, and I can make more cards with a new set of actors, actresses, and directors, if you guys, uh, are down for that. Uh, but, uh, now, uh, let's move on to, uh, today's film fight. First rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. All right. Uh, it feels like the, the the volume's quieter than usual. I don't know why. I've got it all the hmm. way up. Um, but anyways, um, yes. Uh, and today's film fight we're going to be discussing is Alex the Lion from Madagascar versus Simba from The Lion King. <laughs> A battle that is not as one-sided as you would initially think. But, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, let's uh, go through Alex first. His, I mean, there's not really much to say as far as Arsenal for these two, because they're pretty Yeah, much they're just, both just lions. They're lions, so yeah. They have, like, they have claws, they have teeth. Uh, they, they have lion-level strength, I suppose. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is worth noting, um, at least on Alex's side, that um, his, as seen in the first film, his feral instincts, uh, kick in more when he's very hungry. Um, so that is worth noting, I, I think. Um, and is an incredible jumper. He, he, he could jump very high. <laughs> like, and he, he also, you know, is, is very skilled in dancing. This is true. So, um, uh, you could, yeah. which most lions, as you've seen in later Madagascar movies, uh, don't expect 
Yes. So we could argue that it at least has the element of surprise. Oh, yeah, <laughs> most definitely, yes. Um, as far as Simba, there, there's even less to mention here. He's more of a standard lion than Alex is. Um, he, he's able to leap great distances, uh, for sure. Um, typically... He, he typically fight he's typically on all fours as opposed to Alex who's generally on two My legs beetle. but um but Simba can fight on two legs um and uh as far as their feats go what I have written down by the way I I do want to say before I get into uh the nitty-gritty of the feats um in preparation for this I Rewatched uh, the first Lion King movie. Watched the second Lion King movie for the first time ever. And watched Madagascar Escape to Africa because that's the only Madagascar movie that's on any streaming services. Um, for some reason. Uh, I don't know what... I always find that weird when, like, streaming services... Because there's, like, plenty of streaming services that'll, like, have all or at least the first couple movies in, like, a franchise. Uh -huh. But, like, I always find that weird when they don't do that. Because, like, again, Netflix only has... Um, only has uh, the second Madagascar and then some of the short films, which I didn't bother with. Um... And then, um, like, back when they... I don't think they have any of the Lord of the Rings movies on there anymore, but back when they did, it was just the second and third. Which is stupid. <laughs> it's really stupid. It really is. It really is. <laughs> like, when you're negotiating streaming rights for that sort of thing, like, you should negotiate for the whole franchise if you're gonna do that, I think. Um, but anyway, in any case, um, I will say, uh, of those three movies that I watched, one of them is excellent, <laughs> the other two are not good. It, it's so weird, because, again, this was my first time seeing Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, um, and this is one of the Disney, you know... The Disney direct-to-DVD sequels, for the most part, are mediocre at best, hot garbage at worst. Um, this is one of the... This is probably one of the most positively received direct-to-video sequels. Um, and I don't understand why. <laughs> um, it's... So, so they do a similar thing in this one. Hey, I'm guessing you haven't seen it? I have not. I've seen The Lion King one and a half. Okay. That one's actually fun. It's not great, but it's fun. Yeah, Meerkat Science Theater. Uh, yeah, Meerkat. Uh, I still gotta make that video about my pitch for a live-action Lion King one and a half remake. Which sounds... Crazy, I know, given how terrible... You know, admittedly, I kind of want to see that now. <laughs> well, because here's the thing. I, sorry, I'm going on a tangent here for a bit, but bear with me. Um, the Lion King remake is 
terrible. One of probably the worst remake <laughs> Disney. Well, nope, Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second worst remake Disney has put out. Um, and like the reason it's not the worst is because Timon and Pumbaa are excellent in it, and they actually give them a lot of new, funny material to work with. Um, the casting for both of them is perfect. I mean, they had a perfect cast all around, they just completely wasted it for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, well, I thought she would tell Edgeo 4 was perfect for Scar, but then it turns out he couldn't sing, so they completely botched Be Prepared. Um... <laughs> Anyway, um, and I, I actually think that, like, if they, re if they did a remake of Lion King 1 and a half, it could basically be, like, a PG, or a PG version of Deadpool, where they, where Timon and Pumbaa are sort of lampooning Disney throughout the entire thing. I would love that. That, I feel like that could be really fun. Um, no, I'm, I'm down for that. I I don't know if it would necessarily happen, although uh, it could happen for monetary reasons, because, <laughs> holy shit, that shitty remake made a lot of money. <laughs> I still love the fact that that live-action remake... Actually, it might have gotten beaten out by Frozen 2, but at one point, it was the highest-grossing animated film of all time. <laughs> the live action remake of Lion King. Um, anyways, Lion King 2 is terrible. They do a similar thing with the Lion King, because, like, the Lion, the first Lion King is a loose adaptation of Hamlet. Nah. Um, and, uh, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, is a loose adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, yes. Wait, wait. Yes. Wait, why that one? I mean, I, it's obvious why that one, but why that one? You know, it, yeah, no, it doesn't work as well as you might think it would, honestly. Well, because it's focusing on, you know, the star-crossed relationship between Simba's daughter, Kiara, um who we see at the very end of the first Lion King as just being born. Um, and Kovu, who belongs to another tribe of lions that worships Scar and believes that Scar is the right, was the rightful king. And it's so weird because it never explains how these lions, where these lions came from. There, I think there's some... Now, I might be reading into this a little too much, but I felt like there were some disturbing implications because they look... Like, the character designs are awful. Mm -hmm. Um, That... You know, the joke that Jello Apocalypse makes that these are my Lion King OCs. <laughs> it's not that far off. They look like lion hyena hybrids, which has very disturbing implications for the first film. 
It's never explicitly uh. confirmed they're hybrids, but they look like hybrids. Um, and also, Kovu looks exactly like a younger Scar, but he's apparently not related to Scar at all, so it makes <laughs> zero sense. Um, it's so weird. They also got, like, surprisingly, they get most of the original cast back for this one. Oh, Wow. Um, really? I think there, there's one specific character. I forget who it... I'm, I'm going to look it up quick. Um, oh, no, I do remember. Zazu. Uh, Rowan Atkinson did not return as Zazu. And <laughs> it's very obvious. <laughs> it is very obvious. Um, it's... It's bad... It, it, like, people say it has the best soundtrack of any, um, Disney sequel. Um, I definitely disagree with that. Um, it, there's only one really memorable song in this one, and it's not even originally from this movie. It's from the Broadway production of Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> he believes in you, which, like, when that popped up in this so in this movie, I was like, wait, what? And yes, the and for those wondering it, which one came first, uh, Lion King premiered on Broadway a year before this movie came out, so hmm. it was it was in there first, and then they decided to put it in this movie for some reason. Uh even though it's put in a completely different context, um. Also, there there are flashbacks with Scar, and they didn't get Jeremy Irons back either. They actually got Jim Cummings, huh. you know, the voice of Pooh, Tigger, and Pete. <laughs> so it, it, he's he's in it scarcely enough where it it's not jarring. But if if he were in it anymore, it would be extremely jarring. <clears throat> But, yeah, no, it's it's bad. It's a bad... And they also, like, try to have, like, an emotional character death, but the character they kill off is the worst character. <laughs> Which I was like, oh, good, I'm glad he's out of the way. He has the worst character design. I don't even remember his name. <clears throat> yeah, no, I hated Lion King 2. <laughs> It was, oh man, I haven't seen, I haven't, I actually, surprisingly, you would think based on my childhood, I would have seen so many of these direct-to-video Disney sequels, but the only ones I specific, I remember seeing are Lion King 1 and a half and Cinderella 2 and 3. Um, well, and an extremely goofy movie, but again, that technically doesn't count. Oh, wait, Bell's Enchanted Christmas as well, which I still need to rewatch at some point, because, my God. I feel like it needs a what strong word of that from movie. what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, that movie's weird. Uh, but, because it was, because it was in the same position as, like, the second, I think it's like Cinderella, Cinderella and a few other movies where it's just three episodes of a TV show stitched together when they realized the TV show wasn't going to happen? That's not Enchanted Christmas. That's Belle's Magical World. Ah, okay. Um, no, Enchanted Enchanted Christmas is different. It is still okay. a mid-pool, 
which you know those mid pulls raise so many questions <laughs> but um yeah um yeah. I, I need to step away for a minute i'm just gonna before i leave i just want to quick for a minute i just want to quickly state that personally uh if i was going to pick a if i was going to pick a shakespeare thing to base loosely based the second Lion King movie off of, I for some reason would have gone over the Tempest. I think that's one of the Shakespeare plays I'm actually not super familiar. Oh wait, is that one of the one? Is that the one I read? In? I don't know if it would work, but in my mind, I feel like it makes slightly like it makes slightly more sense because I still have that that romantic thing they have in there, and at the very least it will be different. And not inexplicably Romeo and Juliet like everything. <laughs> yeah, this is one that I have not. I, I as as much as I love Shakespeare, I'm not familiar. I'm not too familiar. It was with one of his last plays. So, anyway, so I'm back in a minute. Okay. Um. I'll, I guess I'll just. I'll rant about Madagascar escape to Africa while he's gone. Or no, wait. Actually, while he's gone, I'll talk about. Uh, I um. I just started my um, summer film class. Uh, I've mentioned uh, during Miserable Movie Monday, that's why I'm taking the month-long break for Miserable Movie Monday right now. Um, just finished the first week of that class uh, where I watched um, uh, Alfred Hitchcock's North by Northwest, which I'm definitely going to make a video on that one because that's a straight-up comedy. I don't care what anybody says. It's not a good thriller. It is a fucking phenomenal comedy. <laughs> um, then I watched Silence of the Lambs, which is the second time I've seen Silence of the Lambs in the past two months. I fucking love it. And then I watched Fargo, uh, which, you know, living in Minnesota, that's kind of the quintessential Minnesota movie. Uh, it's quirky. It makes a lot of things from Burn After Reading make a little more sense as far as the Coen Brothers film style. Um, I think Fargo does it better, but, it, you know, it's still, whatever. Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll go deeper into my thoughts on those movies overall, um, in future videos, because I am going to do what I did with my sci-fi class, and I still need to go back and re-watch the films that we didn't end up getting to because of, um, COVID, uh, but uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be doing like with each unit and i'm almost done with the unit um th this class has four shorter units as opposed to three long units um so there's only one more film i need to watch for this unit and the, it's the sixth sense um so uh probably sometime this week i'll have that first video up for you guys uh, if you guys are interested in that, hearing more on my thoughts on North by Northwest, Silence of the Lambs, Fargo, and uh, Sixth Sense, and technically a, a, a short film as well called Suspense that's from, like, 1903 that I had to watch as well. Um, but, you know, nothing... Not much more in that regard. Um... Anyway, um, and, uh, oh. okay, back. 
Uh, all right. Well, uh, I was just I was just telling uh, the viewers about uh, my uh, film class that I just finished the first week of. So, yeah. Um, and of course, I'll be making uh, videos on that later on. Um, anyway, let's. Uh, well, also, I wanted to talk a little bit about my thoughts on Madagascar: Escape to Africa. Rewatching it now, because because I remember. You know, liking these movies as a kid. Huh? Um, God, Escape to Africa is just nothing. It's just <laughs> like, well, well, it's it's like at it, there. Actually, that's it's the exact opposite. At the same time, it's like there's so much going on, but at the same time, it feels like it doesn't. It, it feels empty some it feels empty and overcrowded at the same time if that makes sense like there's four completely different stories going on but none of them are super well fleshed out um the stuff with i mean the stuff with alex is literally just discount lion king uh-huh uh but without any death <laughs> um Marty's is terrible. Um, Melman's Melman's actually probably got the most interesting story, uh, with him becoming a doctor and then like thinking he's going to die and then almost sacrificing himself to the volcano gods. It, it it's weird, but it's the best story of the movie probably and then you have the worst story with gloria and moto moto <laughs> i it, jacob said i i know we we mentioned this briefly in um one of the episodes of the pokemon black extreme randomizer nuzlocke which if you haven't checked out uh you should go check out on the Himon channel i'm doing a nuzlocke of pokemon black where everything is randomized so, uh, be sure to check that out if you haven't. Um, and, um, I, Moto Moto is a terrible fucking character. Yeah. It's, seriously, like, I don't, I'm not exaggerating when I s say he's one of the worst characters I've ever seen in an animated film. <laughs> and, and the, like, and it's so weird because it's not Will I, like, Will I Am is not to blame for that. Which is surprising, considering how horrible he is in X-Men Origins Wolverine. He's doing fine <laughs> with the material he's given in this one. Um, and actually, he contributes something... He, he contributes probably the only part of this movie that I genuinely like, which is actually an original song. There, There's an original... I forget what it's called. But there's actually a really, like a really good original song that I do I did not remember was in this movie um that Will I am does and it's it is way better than I was expecting um um uh, I'm, I'm just looking it up here uh quick um the traveling song look up the traveling song by Will I am uh, that is the best part of Madagascar Escape to Africa. It's actually a legitimately good song. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it's, he's just, 
I feel like what they were trying to go for was a sort of like body positivity thing because because he's attracted to Gloria because she's huge. But it uh. just comes off as skeevy. <laughs> and he's also like that's the only thing he likes about her. So it, it comes off as also very shallow. Which yeah. is very weird. It, that's a weird way to have a shallow character in a movie. Um, but anyways, um, so there's that. Um, yeah, but anyway, we've gotten sidetracked so much. Uh, going on to their feats, actually, um, as far as Alex, um, he's repeatedly lost a fight... He's repeatedly lost fights with an old lady. <laughs> Although that old lady is fucking strong. Like, we should actually try to find an opponent for that old lady. Because <laughs> that would be fun to discuss. <laughs> um, uh, he uh, survived a fall down a hill into sharp rocks and cacti in the first movie he, he's like tumbling down i only remember mm. that from the cinema sins video um <clears throat> he survived floating in a crate in the ocean from new york to madagascar without any food in the first movie and vice versa in the second movie technically in, in his backstory when he's a child um uh, he survived, um, Titsi crushing his head with a rock, a, a yeah. pretty big rock, and survived a blow from Titsi, who's made out to be the strongest lion in the pride. Um, uh, he has, and he has, before this, um, but before the second movie, he has zero fighting experience. <laughs> and still really doesn't. Um, and also, there's probably some, like, acrobatics feats from the third movie. But we're not... <laughs> I, I didn't want to bother with that. Which is weird, because, like, I remember as a kid liking that one the best. But... Huh? From what I hear, I was wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Um, and then as far as Simba's feats, um, he out, he manages to outrun three hyenas as a child. Uh, so he's got uh, decent speed there. I didn't bother calculating exactly how fast that would be. Um... Also outran a stampede of wildebeests. Um, uh, he survived for five... And I actually looked up stuff for this. Um, I, I looked up... Now, this might not be the most reliable source, but I found a BuzzFeed article that calculated exactly how, how much time passes in The Lion King based on, like, actual lion aging. Huh? Um, so while he's in the, the Akuna Matata paradise with Timon and Pumbaa, 
he survives for about five years eating nothing but bugs. Which is impressive. Um, I believe there was actually a film theory episode about that. About what that would have done to his health. Oh, yeah, there totally was. I, I think I forgot about that, but I believe... Yes, I, I, I think the conclusion was generally he would have done a lot worse in that fight with Scar. Yes, but... I mean that that goes to show how 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 much uh, he's he's resilient and uh, I don't know if resilient's the right word but whatever um, and it works it it is meant it it is also worth noting I didn't write it down specifically but I do remember in in the second film there is a part where multiple lions from the other pride all gang up on him and he does get pretty hurt by that um mm -hmm. they don't kill him uh because this movie can't have emotional deaths even though the first movie had emotional deaths and still worked <laughs> for kids um and it's based on romeo and juliet come on <laughs> like <laughs> That ends with, like, everyone... Well, not everyone, but, like... Well, also, they... I mean, the first Lion King also doesn't have nearly as much death as Hamlet. Unless you go by film theory. Uh, <laughs> uh, but... Yeah. Um. Anyways, so... Yeah, that's what I've got written down for these two... Anything you have to add here? Honestly, I don't have much to add to that. Alright. Now we gotta figure out who the hell would win. Now, this I have an issue which with. Is, because... Because yeah, obviously Simba would be better fighting-wise, since he has more fighting experience and actually no... And I actually won fights before in his life. But Alex, yeah, Alex has zero fighting experience, but he also has insane levels of durability. Like, yeah. how do we call this? I, I want to say, like, Simba would win purely, like... I've, he would be able to figure out some way to kill Alex, I think. And I just genuinely don't think Alex would be able to hold his own. And if, I mean, like, Simba could probably take on Titsi, is my guess. And Alex couldn't. Uh, now, whether Simba could take uh... on the old lady, that's that remains to be seen. <laughs> um, but I... It's just, I, 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 I feel like it should go to Simba, because, like, Alex genuinely doesn't have any fighting experience, and I don't think he would be able to hold his own against Simba, who is, you know, trained, who, it's also worth noting that, like, you know, of course, being the son of Mufasa... He was trained. He received pretty good training from Mufasa. I would say, e yeah. in what little time they had together. 
Um, which yeah, I, I think I gotta I gotta agree with that. I think yeah, because well, because while it seems a little, cause while in general it seems a little silly that either of them could take the other out just because of their bizarre weaknesses and strengths, in, like, compared to each other. There's just like, Simba seems like he'd be more likely to take out Alex than Alex would be able to take out Simba. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I don't so, see, because I can't see yeah. Alex ever getting a word in edgewise, like in terms of an actual fight. Yeah, um, he he would literally just. Although that said, uh, he could probably come up with a killer dance routine. To, I just can't wait to be king. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're giving this one to Simba. Let us know what you guys think, and again, if you have suggestions for other, uh, fights you want us to cover, let us know. Um, we don't have any more specifically prepared right now, um, but, uh, yeah, so we're just gonna talk about some just... I, I guess we'll start off with talking about some film news and some film rumors. Uh, because even though... Well, first of all, um, I guess start off with... Um, uh, I'm not sure what's going on as far as like upcoming films. Because um, Tenet finally got delayed. Uh -huh. And then delayed again. Um, even though theater... Movie theaters are starting to open up. There, there's very few theaters opening up, but there are some theaters opening up. And actually, um, when on the day on the weekend that um, we were supposed to get Ghostbusters Afterlife, they re-released the original Ghostbusters in select theaters. Unfortunately, none in Minnesota. Um, but it like. I don't know how much it made, but it was number one at the box office, which it probably didn't have much competition, but still, um, uh, that, that's a thing that yeah. got. Uh, one, not quite film news, but film adjacent news, at least, uh, that I know that I can bring up is, uh, The Bad Batch. Oh yeah, the the Clone Wars. Yeah, the spin. yeah. Uh, it was confirmed recently that uh, the Bad Batch, like Star Wars: The Bad Batch, a sequel series, like another sequel series to Star Wars: The Clone Wars, will be launching on Disney Plus in 2021, and the series will be following primarily uh, the clone like the main clones from the star wars clone wars tv show i believe after the events of word of 66 but probably before rebels okay somewhere in that time period i believe yeah. okay that's a that's and i saw something that says ahsoka might show up in there which would make sense she's yeah <laughs> a lot yeah. of other star wars media yeah I, I i i really should at some point what just watch through all of the Clone Wars at some point. It's a I mean, good it's show. A, it would be it, a bit of an ordeal at this point, but I, I, yeah, I feel like... It's I'm a shame sure. it's not on Netflix anymore, because then we could do a Netflix watch party for it. I think yeah. that'd be fun. Um, but, uh... I have, uh... I have been watching a, a show that is technically related to a film. Um, me and my mom have been watching through Hannibal, 
which is fucking awesome, at least for the first two seasons. We're about five episodes into the third season right now, uh, not loving it nearly as much as the first two seasons, <laughs> but um, it's it's a phenomenal show. Oh my god. Like, seriously, if you have Netflix or Amazon Prime, it's on both. Watch it. And also, there has been speculation about a possible season four because of peop of the renewed interest because it's streaming on Netflix and Prime. So, it it's possible that we'll get a season four. I'm not sure how that will go based on how season three is going so far, but we will see. Maybe season three will pick up. Um, but, uh... Yeah, no, so that's, that's interesting. Um, we, we started binge-watching that shortly after I watched Science of the Lambs for the first time. Uh, just because it was like, I love... I, I, again, I, I mentioned earlier that um, I had watched Science of the Lambs again for my class. It's the second time I've watched it in the past two months. And it, it's still, like, it is one of the best movies ever made. And it, it's become one of my personal favorites um and the show is very good i i'd highly recommend and also if anyone hasn't seen silence of the lambs watch that it's on netflix as well and prime watch silence of the lambs and then watch through hannibal i mean technically you could watch hannibal before silence of the lambs since it's a prequel um but there's also a lot of jokes in i mean it's not a comedy by any means but there's still a lot of like in like references in hannibal that you'll appreciate more if you've seen silence of the lambs first um and uh yeah um so i've been having fun with that um as far as uh, speaking of star wars actually a film rumor I wanted to bring up. This hasn't been explicitly confirmed. Um, but there's been rumors swirling around that, um, that, uh, Disney is planning to erase the sequel trilogy from canon? Huh. <laughs> Use apparently the rumor states that they're going to apply some like time stream thing that's in Rebels. Like apparently, the like I haven't seen Rebels. Oh yeah, the but that oh yeah, I remember hearing about like this forced time travel dimension. Yeah, so rumors have like been like a Star Wars equivalent of the Infinite Corridor from the <clears throat> Castlevania anime, which isn't a good reference for you since you've seen neither of the things, but yeah. <laughs> um it so yeah. Um there's rumors circulating that Disney's going to use that to erase the sequel trilogy from canon. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Um because it's, like, I... Okay, I will say it will be a lot funnier. I, it, will be, it will be quite funny if a Disney managed to get their own Flashpoint before, it, before DCEU gets its own Flashpoint. 
Oh my god, that would be funny. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Flashpoint, another rumor that's been circ Now, there's actually a lot of rumors that have been circulating about DC stuff, and some of them have been deconfirmed. Um, Ryan Reynolds cameoing as Green Lantern in the Snyder Cut, that's been deconfirmed. Uh, which I never believed that anyway, because given how much Ryan Reynolds resents that movie, yeah, just there's no way ridiculous. he would... And also, having a Ryan Reynolds cameo in the Snyder Cut feels like an oxymoron. Just the completely different tones. Because, <laughs> like, Snyder... Zack Snyder is known for very, like, dark, serious movies. So it feels like having a cameo from Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern, would completely clash with that tone. I wouldn't be surprised if someone showed up as Green Lantern in the Snyder Cut. But, you know, that remains to be seen. Um, also, there were rumors that um, Ben Affleck would be returning as Batman for HBO Max-exclusive... Zack Snyder films, which I'm glad that was deconfirmed, <laughs> um, because at this point, it, like, don't, they, like, they're, it, back when all these rumors were, like, not all deconfirmed, it felt like they were gonna have way too many Batmans <laughs> going on at once. Batman, whatever. Um, and I, there is the rumor that we talked about briefly last episode that Michael Keaton may return as Batman in in the Flashpoint movie which I don't think that one's deconfirmed yet um that that one could be possible and could work because of the nature of the Flashpoint, Flashpoint yeah uh, arc um so that could be interesting. Uh, it, I, I would, I would, it would be really cool to see, like similar to what they did with Crisis of Infinite Earths, where they brought back a bunch of actors who had played DC heroes in the past. Like they brought back Brandon Ruth to play Superman. They brought in Kevin Conroy to be Batman. Um, uh, who fuck? Who played Robin in the Adam West Batman? Oh, I forget his name, but yes, they brought him back too. Yeah. Um, but you know what I've been thinking about recently? For as iconic of a character Robin is, he hasn't been in many movies. Like, Holy most shit. Batman movies have been, have had no Robin. Like, there's Batman think. Forever Yeah, let me and think, Batman there's ba Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, and then they teased Robin at the end of The Dark Knight Rises, but never did anything with it. And then they also alluded to Robin being killed before In Batman, Batman v Superman. Superman. Um, yeah, wow, he really isn't that a lot. Yeah, which is which I, I think is insane, considering how iconic of a character he is. Yeah. Um... um and, and then... Lego Batman movie, too. Oh, well, of course, yeah, yeah. But um, but that's got like everyone. <laughs> that has fucking Calendar Man. That has Sauron in it, right? Yes, it's got Sauron. 
and it has Voldemort in a movie where the actor who played Voldemort is playing Alfred, and they got someone else to play Voldemort, which drives me insane. <laughs> like, why not just have Ray Fiennes do Voldemort again? He's already playing- you already have him playing Alfred, just have him play Voldemort too! Why do you need to get someone else? Oh, man. That, yeah, sorry. That, whew, that drove me a little, ins that, yeah, no, that, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. There was a rumor about a Zatanna movie that I think got deconfirmed. Um, I don't care much about that. Um, what other film new? Ooh! Um, so I recently watched the Kill Bill movies. Um, nah. uh, cause, um, they were leaving Hulu. They're, they're no longer on Hulu. They, they left Hulu at the end of last month, unfortunately. But I watched them both before they left Hulu. Um, I liked them quite a bit. Uh, the first one's definitely better than the second one. Um, and they also, like... You, you know, Quentin Tarantino has that whole, like, technical thing where, like, he, he, he's not planning on, like, he's only gonna direct ten movies in his career, but he counts Kill Bill 1 and 2 as, two, as one movie, um, huh. which after watching it, you know, fair. It, like, they, they definitely work as one movie. Um, I watched them right in a row. Uh, so, uh, to, to, because if he can, like, with him considering them one, one movie, I wanted to have that experience of watching them back to back as if they were one movie. Um, and it works that way, uh, for sure. I mean, it's a fucking four and a half hour movie, but it, it's fun um and um you know there's been some speculation obviously nothing confirmed that he will eventually make a kill bill volume three um mostly because there there's the moment at the at the beginning of the first kill bill um well not at the beginning but um there's a moment after the bride kills Vernita Green. Um, her daughter walks into the room, and the bride says, "When you get older, if you want your revenge, come and find me." Um, and so, a lot of people want to see a third movie that shows Vernita Green's daughter going after the bride for revenge for killing her mother, um, which I think could be fun. Uh, I wasn't, like, I was, like, I, I mean, I could go without it. Uh, but then, um, the actress who played Vernita Green, Vivica A. Fox, in a recent interview was asked who she would want to have play her daughter in A Kill Bill Volume 3, and she suggested Zendaya, and now I really want Kill Bill Volume 3. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I would love to see Zendaya go head-to-head -head with Uma Thurman. 
in that. I would love... That would be fucking awesome. And, like, you know, Zendaya has been proving herself time and time again uh, that she's a very talented young actress. Uh, of course, I've been in love with her ever since Disney Channel's Shake It Up. Um... But, you know, she's been doing the Spider-Man movies, and she's awesome in those. She did The Greatest Showman, was awesome at that. She's gotten a lot of acclaim for her role in HBO's Euphoria. Um, but she's never... She has not yet been in, like, an Oscar-contending movie. And I feel... Now, the first two Kill Bills are actually some of Tarantino's only films to not have been Oscar contenders. Um, but, considering whatever his next film is will be most likely his last film, um, he's clearly going to go all out. And if, like... That, that could be Zendaya's ticket to, like, a, an Oscar, at least nomination, possibly. I don't know. Who, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> of course, it's all speculation. They're, like, he, he has not announced his plans for his final movie yet. Um, and there's so many things that it could be. I mean, like... Probably the one he's been the most passionate about in recent years is making a Star Trek movie. Which huh. would be very interesting. <laughs> he, I mean, he clearly, like, he really likes Star Trek from what I've seen. Like, he, he, he definitely, I mean, he loves films in general. Like, um, I mean, he loves all pop culture, it seems. Um, there's this really great Superman speech in Kill Bill Volume 2 um, that I actually watched a YouTube video about, like, how Tarantino writes dialogue. Um, and uh, it focuses on that Superman speech, and it's, re it's really interesting. Um, but yeah. Now, I'm excited to see... Uh, I, I'm, I'm quickly becoming more and more of a Tarantino fan as I'm, like... Basically, I'm, I'm trying to go through most of his catalog before I uh, write my Pulp Fiction parody. Um, and uh, the next one on my list is actually going to end up being Inglorious Bastards, which I've actually seen, but I haven't seen it in many years. Um, and uh, it's leaving Netflix sometime soon. Uh, so, I'm gonna watch that one next. Yeah, specifically, it leaves the 21st. Okay. Um, so, yeah, um, then I'm gonna watch Hateful Eight, Jingo Unchained, because those are on Netflix. Reservoir Dogs I have on DVD, and it's also on my 100 Movies poster. Um, <clears throat> I've, of course, already seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I might rewatch that at some point. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I just, I just went on a big tangent. 
Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm trying to think of any other film news I've seen recently. Okay, I was trying to look up film news, and I got really sad about film, like, about journalism today, because, like, half of it was, like, half of the articles that I found, found was, this random person does this Photoshop, and it looks kind of neat, so let's do an article about it. <laughs> That's so true. That's so fucking true. I was I was going to say just for TV, like like film and TV journalism, but like that's a lot of a lot of areas of journalism nowadays, and it's just really it's like sad. hey, this guy did this one interesting thing. Let's write a whole article about it. You don't like, need like whatever. Like uh, like uh, it's just it's okay. So there's a thing that I know. Okay, a thing. It just reminds me of like like the biggest like example that I can think of is like every week or so, like after a new chapter of One Piece is announced, like some people trying to like squeeze at like an, an article per day for that whole week about just that one chapter of One Piece, and it gets hilariously sad by the end of the week. Yeah. Uh, um, just I. I had, I had a little bit more luck when I looked up. First thing I found was uh, the, well, Halloween Kills, uh, they just released a trailer for that. I didn't watch it because I'm not invested in that franchise. But, um... It is a, also, I, I guess, getting a delay. Um... Oh, yeah, okay. That, that, wow, Halloween Kills got delayed a whole year, actually. I think they just released a trailer, too, which is weird that... Okay, well, whatever. Um, I guess give fans a little something. Um, uh, Tom Holland getting ripped for Uncharted. They're getting ready to film that. Uh, oh, neat. So, yes. I, I'm looking forward to the Uncharted movie, because playing the Uncharted games really feels like they want to make a movie, but made a game instead. Yeah. You could say that about a lot of games. I know, but for the Uncharted like for the Uncharted games, it just feels like that's so goddamn much. Yeah. I also forgot Mark Wahlberg was going to be in that movie, too. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Disney Plus just released, um, or just put X-Men Days of Future Past on their platform, and it's uncensored, oh, which yeah. is really nice. I, I mean, I own it on DVD, so it doesn't matter, but it's really nice that they didn't I mean, I don't know how they would have managed to censor Hugh Jackman's butt in that one. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, apparently, it's, like, yeah, I've honestly already forgotten to mention this. Uh, didn't Zendaya film a movie during lockdown recently? Oh, yes! Zendaya filmed a, a movie with, with she, she apparently, like, 
So, with, with I believe John this David Ringo, Washington, like, the produ- or the creator of Euphoria, like contacted all the cast to let them know they wouldn't be filming the second season for a while because of COVID, and Zendaya got in touch with him and was like, "Hey, could you write a movie for me to film <laughs> during this time?" And and she also did it. I believe with John David Washington, who's um, the star of Tenet and was also in Black Klansman. Um, so it's those two. And I am really excited to see that movie. Whenever yeah, I, I also out. hear like the news so that the movie was made during lockdown helped like kickstart some movies, other movies back into production. Yeah. Because like the idea that I think the word I heard was like the idea that people, Oh, you can't. St- we can't still just make movies during lockdown. Like, got a lot of people like back to work or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it is nice to see. Obviously, you know, there everything should like all this stuff should be done cautiously. But it is reassuring to see um, some films going back into produ- like, of course, the Uncharted movies getting ready to film. Um, <clears throat> so it is really nice to and and I think. I think they're filming that and Spider-Man, like, close to the same time, too. Huh. I think. <clears throat> I don't know that for a fact. Don't quote me on that. But I think I think they're planning on doing... I, I think Spider-Man's gonna be filming pretty soon as well. So, um... Uh... Another film-related piece of news, uh... Ready Player One, which recently got a movie that I have not watched. Uh, the I, book's getting a sequel. Oh, all right. Ready Player Two, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, also, and I haven't read the book nor watched the movie. All I remember specifically is that okay, I remember a thing where like there was some controversy because during one of the action scenes, like. Someone like it shows the Iron Giant fighting when the movie was like, and like the controversy was that character was in a movie all about pe- like all about like how you should be doing peace and having a fighting is kind of contradictory, but at the same time, it's a it the character's not the character of the Iron Giant. It's some dipshit teenager playing the Iron Giant, trying to be the Iron Giant, just going ham. Yeah. And that's totally something someone would do in a VR space like that if, a, if like, battles were a thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see both sides to that. I haven't even seen The Iron Giant yet. I need to. I've heard it's fantastic. Yeah. Um. But, um, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely one I gotta watch it still at some point. Also, speaking of sequels... Atomic Blonde 2 is happening over at Netflix. No. Uh, which is cool. Uh, actually, um, Charlize Theron just recently confirmed that um, uh, based on an interview uh, for her new Netflix original movie called The Old Guard that just came out. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I forget if it's good. I think, I think it's getting, like decent reviews but nothing extraordinary hang on let me look it up 81 percent so not not bad at all um so she's got that out on netflix um 
and uh, during an interview, uh, she talked about how she wants to do, she would want to do a sequel to The Old Guard, and also confirmed that Atomic Blonde 2 is going to be happening over at Netflix, which is really cool. Uh, the original one's not a Netflix original, um, but it is one that I have not seen, but will be watching this month for my uh, thrillers film class, because it's part of the uh, spy thrillers unit. Um, so, uh, yeah, and from what I've heard about the first Atomic Blonde, it's really fun, and I want, I, I'm really, I'm really excited to watch that one, uh, so, um, yeah, um, I'm trying to think, I feel like there's one other, like, really big film news thing I saw recently that I... Didn't someone die? Yeah, yeah, there's been a, a few uh, deaths in the film industry. Joel Schumacher died, um, like, I think two weeks ago. Uh, director of Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Um, now, now, and he gets the a lot Phantom of... of the Opera movie adaptation yeah, and he... other things that people actually like. <laughs> yeah, he, he he gets a lot of flack for Batman and Robin, but he did direct a lot of really good movies. Uh, one actually that um, my mom ha has really been wanting to watch with me at some point, although it's not on any streaming services. Um, a Time to Kill. Uh, he did that one. That deals with. Um, some race stuff. Uh, so, um, and also directed The Lost Boys, which I've not seen. St. Elmo's Fire, which I've heard is very good. Hold on, what the fuck? Um, and then, uh, mo more recently, um, today, um, John Travolta's wife, Kelly Preston, uh, died of breast cancer. Uh, she, she had also done some acting, uh, not a ton of movies you would immediately, unfortunately, she was the mom in the live action Cat in the Hat, um, but she was also in Jerry Maguire, Twins, Sky High, apparently, I don't know who she was in Sky, she might have been the mom in that too, actually, now that I think about it, let me check that. I think she might have... Uh, one article that I just found. Uh, Jason Momoa has apparently been tapped to play Frosty the Snowman. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. First of all, Kelly Preston, yes, was the mom in Sky High. I... What? Like, I can't find what the movie is, just that it's supposed to be a live-action CG hybrid movie, but he's, be he's, apparently, he's, I... he's apparently on to play Frosty the Snowman, whatever that ends up being. Oh, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, from the same writer as Elf. That's actually somewhat promising. Um... Jason Momoa. Oh yeah, Hamilton got on, Hamilton, Hamilton got on Disney Plus a while back. Yes, which I still refuse to watch. My, boy, my mom and sister refuse? really tr Oh, okay. I will watch it at some point. It's just that when it initially came out, 
um, everyone in my high school theater department and my sister were playing it nonstop. I got very sick of it. I'm not a fan ah. of hip hop. Uh, and so I, I just got very sick of it. Um, and I will, I will probably end up watching it at some point and I might like it. I don't know. Um, but like my mom and sister were trying to convince me to watch it with them for 4th of July. I refused. Um, it, I, I know everyone says it's phenomenal. Even CinemaSins is, uh, recommending it highly on their podcast. Um, also Deadpool. Deadpool went to go see Hamilton in one of the comics, I believe. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll see it at some point. It's going to be a while. I'm still not quite over the obsession of everyone. Same reason I still haven't watched Stranger Things. Again, mostly due to my sister. <laughs> um, but I'm sure that if I watched Stranger Things, I'd probably enjoy it. But I'm not going to be watching it for quite some time. Um, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Also, next week, uh, Disney Plus adds the best X-Men movie, X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> Fight me on that, everyone. I still think, as far as mainline X-Men movies, not counting Deadpool or Logan... X-Men Apocalypse is my favorite. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, it doesn't matter that it's coming to Disney Plus because I already own it. But still, it's on, it's on there. <laughs> or it will be on there. Next week. Um, so, yeah. There's that. Um, oh. Oh, and the new Phineas and Ferb movie comes out next month. Oh, right. Yeah, that. Yes. I'm so hyped for that. I'm a little concerned by, because the plot synopsis sounds very similar to an episode of the show uh, where Candace goes to Mars and becomes the Queen of Mars. Um, I, I hope they're doing something different with that idea. The, just the plot summary sounds very similar to that episode um and i just hope they aren't you know making the same mistake as sponge on the run which obviously you know we still have quite a while before that comes out exclusive to c vod and cbs all access um <clears throat> but um you know, the main issue, I mean, okay, there's a lot of issues I have with a new Spongebob movie coming out, because the last one was hot garbage, um, but the, my main issue with the new one that's coming out is that they're just reusing a plot from a previous Spongebob special. Yeah. Like, we don't need to see that again. 
but longer. <laughs> like, it it feels unnecessary. Um. So, yeah. <clears throat> um. Trying to think of other stuff. There's definitely been some other stuff that has come. Oh, interestingly, um, a little interaction on social media. Uh, James Gunn, uh, who of course now most well known for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and the upcoming Suicide Squad reboot, um, but also but back in the day wrote the live action Scooby Doo movies. Um, from the early 2000s, and he actually confirmed on Twitter that apparently he, um, he wanted to make Velma lesbian in huh. the Scooby-Doo movies, but Warner Brothers wouldn't let him. Uh, so, um, yeah, like... It's 2020. We should get on that. Uh, I guess I don't know. We like good more representation is great, and it would have been awesome to see, you know, such an iconic character um, be represented that way. It, like, sort of like it. I mean, that would have been so ahead of its time if if he had done that. Of course, there's a lot of decisions he wanted to do with those original movies that wouldn't have panned out as well. Um like he wanted to make those movies R-rated. <laughs> <laughs> like which part of me still really wants to see him do R-rated Scooby-Doo movies, but I realistically that is never going to happen and would probably be a horrific failure. Um, but I would still love to see it. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a thing that, um, <clears throat> that, uh, uh, recently came out. Um, oh, and, uh, not, not necessarily film news, but, uh, I might as well bring it up because, uh, we talked about it not on the podcast, but on... A, um, one of our episodes of, uh, Paper Mario, um, over on the Himmon channel, uh, you made a reference to, uh, Life of Brian, and I had never seen Life of Brian. Uh-huh. Uh, I now have. Um, I could, so we can talk about that a little bit. I, I mean, I don't have much to say about it, honestly. I, I, I don't have much to say either, because right. I haven't seen Life of Brian. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? You gave me shit for not seeing it. You, you, you actually, oh, okay, so for those who, there was, okay, so, there was something that, I think you, no, I think that would have been too early for you to have been complaining about the news about the new Paper Mario game. Um, I, I think that news came out after we recorded that episode, so it wouldn't have been that, but you were, 
you were upset about something, and I just said, well, hey, look on the bright side, and then had a long pause while I looked up the lyrics to Mr. Brightside by The Killers, (laughs) and started reciting those lyrics, and Jacob was like, oh, I thought you were going to reference Monty Python's Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, and I was like, I'm not familiar with that one, is that was that in holy grail and he was like no it's life of brian and i was like then i don't know that song and he was like oh man <laughs> and, I, and so i made a promise to him that that would be the next film i watched on my hundred movies bucket list poster just for him i didn't know you hadn't seen it you made it sound like you really liked it <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry, my my attachment was to the song specifically. Okay, that's uh, fair. Because, uh, you remember Errol, right? Yes. Okay, Errol and a bunch of people from that group would just, like, every so often just start breaking out singing it back in high school. Yeah. So I've grown quite grown quite fond of that song. It it is a good song. It it is a very good song. I, I was just gonna say, like, I... Alright, this might make me sound blasphemous, but, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Monty Python. Like, I like... Holy... I think they're very clever. But, like, just something about their humor doesn't always land for me. Um... Like I like I don't know what it is. Um, Maybe it's the Britishness of it, perhaps? Yeah, that's probably it. Um, it could be it. But, like, Hol- Holy Grail has a lot more moments that land for me than Life of Brian did. Um, I-, I was actually kind of surprised that Life of Brian is the Monty Python movie they chose to include on this 100 movies bucket list poster. And that is kind of weird, Grail, actually. Because Holy Grail is the one that everyone thinks about. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, and there were, there were just some jokes that... Uh, really didn't land for me in Life of Brian. There is one scene that was absolutely hilarious um, where... uh, So it takes place in, like, biblical times. And... uh, So our main character, Brian... um, Well, he's raised Jewish, but it is actually revealed that his father was a Roman... Um, there's some problematic, there's, there's also a little bit of problematic stuff in this, because there are, there, there are a few rape jokes, um, which, you know, that, that kind of killed the mood for me a little bit. Um, I get that it was a very different time, but, like, I don't know. Um, anyways, um... So he's being chased, like, he has escaped capture from the Romans, and he is, um, you know, running through this marketplace trying to, and he goes to this place that sells, okay, this is kind of funny, um, so there's, like, stonings in the movie, Uh and only the men can attend stonings, but there's a Uh bunch of, like, black market salesmen who sell fake beards for women to wear to stonings. And so he goes to one of the merchants to buy a fake beard, um, claiming that it's for his, his mother. 
to attend a stoning. Um, but he's really, you know, wanting to disguise himself from the Romans. Um, and the guy gives him the price and he's like, okay, that's fine. And the guy's like, what, you're not going to try to haggle with me? And it's this hilarious exchange <laughs> where the guy is like, you, like he, he basically like, he ends up forcing <laughs> the main, he ends up forcing Brian to buy it for a lower price. <laughs> And it's so funny. It's like, just look up Life of Brian haggling scene. It's hilarious. It is very fun. And then, yes, um, the end song, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, is very entertaining. A legitimately good song. Um, and, and it's especially funny in the movie because, like, all the characters singing it are nailed to crucifixes about to die. So yeah. it's like, um, yeah. And that, and that's the other thing. Like I, I'm not the biggest fan of like movies or media that mocks religion. Um, I don't care what religion it is. Like, even if it's not, you know, a religion I believe in, uh, like, like, it's, I have the same issue with Book of Mormon, which I, it, it, I've heard is a very good musical, but I've never seen it or listened to it on my own. Um, my, my sister's a big fan of it, so I've heard some of the song through her, but, like, I, I have no interest in seeing it, um, just because, I mean, it's some, it's someone's beliefs, even if it's, like, even if, like, you think it's ridiculous, I, like, I personally wouldn't ever make fun, like, that's something I would never make fun of some, I mean, I don't like to make fun of people in general, but, like, I would never mock someone's religion, so, like, I'm not a big fan, like, I, if people are into, you know, movies and musicals and stuff that do that, fine, like, I, it's just not for me. So, like, that that was another one of my issues with uh, Life of Brian. And it hit a little closer because it is Christianity that they're poking fun of. Um, and and they, there are some jokes, you know, poking fun at Christianity that I like. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the hugest. You know, I'm saying this, and it might sound like a hypocrite considering one of the biggest plot points of the Dubber cinematic universe is us literally forming our own religion within the universe. Uh, I about that. But, um, yeah, no, like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it, that, it, that's iffy for me. Anyway. That's enough about that, though. Um, we're going to, uh, hang on. I need to look at stuff. Um, so I'm trying to. How long have we been going? Huh? How long have uh, we been going? We're... It would probably, like, in a couple minutes, it'd be time to move on to the, uh. Film challenge? Yeah, the film challenge. Uh, but well, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want to do with mine. I, I think I... Wait, what? 
I really oh. just have a general concept for mine. Okay. Oh, wait, I forgot. Oh. Okay, so, as a reminder, I had yeah. Dylan Sprouse, Amy Adams, and Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't too familiar with the stuff that Amy Adams had done, so I looked when looking for it. So I Googled her, saw that she was in Man of Steel, I think. Yes, that's uh, Lois Lane. Yeah, yeah. And then had a very ridiculous thought. Oh, God. <laughs> had a very ridiculous thought. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so... So way back when, in an episode of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, uh, Zack and Cody, and either <gasps> in a dream sequence, gain superpowers. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> You're giving Dylan Sprouse his own superhero movie based on that character? Yes, I am. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I want to see that so badly. Oh, man. I don't even remember which one he was. I he just was remember, the Flash knockoff. I just remember Cody was Brain Man, and they made fun of him for having the abbreviation BM. Yeah. Which... Oh, uh, bowel movements. Okay. I was like, <laughs> like as a kid, I was so confused by what that. Yeah, I had to have that joke explained to me. By yeah, sibling. yeah. Okay, thank you, because that's actually I think the first time I've ever gotten that one. Like I, I, yeah, to the yeah, like that. I had never known that. Thank you for enlightening me. Um, no problem. As for me, um. Oh, and then I would have Amy Adams play the villain, I think. Because that sounds fun. That could be fun. That's very different for her. I like that. Um, I, yeah, I love Amy Adams. She, I, I need to watch more of her movies, and she needs to win an Oscar at some point. Uh, she's been nominated quite a bit, uh, but has not won. Um, I also really want to make a movie about, or not a movie, a video about Enchanted. Um, huh? because I feel like that's, A, a very underrated classic as far as Disney, and I also feel like it, like, sort of, I, I feel like it may have inspired a lot of their filmmaking practices in recent years. Huh? Um, but, uh, I don't know, I'll, I, I might make a video on that, uh at some point, so... And, and also, like, that was sort of Amy Adams's big break. That that was her first big lead role. Um, so that kind of set her on the course to stardom. Um, and I really... Oh, I really hope it, that the Enchanted sequel still happens and is good. Because it's, it's been in development hell for a little while. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it's necessarily been in development hell. It's been in development for quite some time. Um, and it feels like there's been very little information about it. So I, I, I guess just, development limbo, then? Yeah, yeah, that's probably the better word for it. 
Um, I so I really hope it gets made, and I really hope it's good because it is. Enchanted is probably one of my favorite Disney movie. It might be my favorite live action Disney movie, actually. Huh. Um. Yeah, I'd probably say it's my favorite live-action Disney movie. Um, of course, it's partially animated um, in the beginning, but um, mostly live-action. Um, it's got more live-action than The Lion King, that's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, um, as a reminder, I had Patty Jenkins, Sigourney Weaver... And myself, um, now, at first, when I saw Patty Jenkins and Sigourney Weaver together, I was like, I immediately, my thought went to, oh, an alien movie with a female director would be awesome. Um, so that was my first thought, but then I was trying to figure out how I would work myself into that. And then I came up with a better idea, because for those, for, for those who have not, who aren't too familiar with Miserable Movie Monday, um, I actually have a second podcast on Anchor called The Miserable Movies You Missed. It, it's barely a podcast, like, I, I barely have any episodes of it, um, but it's where if there's ever a movie that I record for Miserable Movie Monday that I can't post for copyright reasons, I will talk about it there. Um, and those episodes aren't put on YouTube. Um, uh, maybe after I'm done with Miserable Movie Monday, I'll put them onto YouTube, but that's a discussion for a different day. Um, um, but there's a film that I watched uh, intending it for miserable movie monday but i couldn't post it for copyright reasons so i ended up talking about it on there called snow white a tale of terror which is a very dark gritty reimagining of snow white that basically puts the evil queen as the main character uh -huh. Um, it's so ridiculous and horrible and stupid, and I love it. And my idea is a remake <laughs> <laughs> where Sigourney Weaver once again plays the evil queen, and I guess I'll play the prince or something. Um, and... Uh, but lean more into the ridiculousness of it, like, make it so over the top, um, I know Patty Jenkins, like, may not be the best fit for that, but I, I feel like she could do a good work with that, and also, you know what, just for fun... Let's actually make it the sequel to a film I made in a previous episode where I did the live-action Seven Dwarves movie. Um, 
that was meant to be a prequel to Disney's Snow White, but you know what? Let's just make those connected for fun. <laughs> and also, that means I get to be, I, I get to end up with Felicity Jones, so that's a win for me. Uh, anyway. Enough about my, my stupid fantasies. Um, uh, let's move on to our, uh, films of the years of our lives film for this. From the day Actually, the young Frankenstein Frank reminds me of something. Before we discuss our the film challenge movie for today, I, I did want to bring something up because I recently watched a video on YouTube. I okay, I'm gonna quick look up the guy who did it, but it's in a series of his called Forgotten Failures. Um, and it is. I, I highly recommend watching this video uh, because it's very... Hats Off Entertainment is the name of the YouTube channel. Um, and this episode of Forgotten Failures covers the Blazing Saddles sitcom. So, here's huh. the story. So, <clears throat> when... I believe it was Warner Brothers that just that made blazing saddles um when they were making blazing saddles um you know they were in negotiations with mel brooks about possible sequels uh mel brooks didn't want them to be able to make a sequel to blazing saddles um yes it, warner brothers it was the distributor um so he specifically wrote in his contract with them, that the only way they would be able to make a Blazing Saddles sequel is if they produced a sitcom based on Blazing Saddles within the next six or started production, I should say. They, if they started production on a Blazing Saddles sitcom or a Blazing Saddles TV show within the next six months after the film's release. Keyword, produce. Uh -huh. Nowhere in the contract did it say they had to <laughs> air the thing. <laughs> so, flash forward three years later, <clears throat> and Warner Brothers is like, hey, Mel, we want to make a sequel to Blazing Saddles. And he's like, nope, sorry, you can't. You didn't make a TV show. You didn't produce a TV show. And then, <laughs> as it turns out, they spent those three years producing three full seasons of a <laughs> Blazing Saddles TV show that they never aired. 
just so that they could get the rights to do a sequel. And then they didn't end up doing the sequel because the market, <laughs> it wasn't in demand any, at, at that point. The market had changed as far as movies, and there wasn't really any public interest in a Blazing Saddle uh, sequel. <laughs> so, maybe they would have, ironically, maybe they would have been if they aired the show. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the show wasn't good. There, There's, like, apparently... The well, pilot, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, the pilot was actually included in the special features on uh, one of the DVD releases of Blazing Saddles. Um, so the pilot is the only episode that is available for people to see. Um, and it's not good. Nah. The, the And again, I, I highly recommend... If you want more info on the show... Um, uh, check out Hats Off Entertainment's episode of Forgotten Failures on it. It was fascinating to learn about. Because <laughs> well, they I guess spent all this money. To a service they, near you. Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> and I don't even like the... I, I didn't even really like the movie Blazing Saddles. But, uh, I, I mean... I don't know, it's been a while since I've seen it, but, like, I, I definitely didn't like it as much as Spaceballs. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, it's just insane <laughs> the lengths they went to to do that. That was, wow, yeah, so that was very interesting to learn about. Anyways, back on topic, um... Uh, this, it, it was my turn to pick a film for this challenge, and the year is 2000, and I picked Memento, which technically got its wide release in 2001, but... But was first released in 2000 in fucking Venice, of all places. Yeah, at a film festival. It I mean, was, yeah, it's still, it's just, it just feels weird that it was random, like, seemingly randomly Venice. yeah. But it is. It would be like hearing that. Like to me, it feels like hearing that Iron Man came out two years before, like was released, was actually first released two years beforehand in Talladega. Yeah, and also like Google says two thousand first, IMDb says two thousand, so that is what I went with for this movie. You can get on my case about it if you want, but who cares? Um, well, if to to call on the people who get our case about it, we could just forget that we watched Memento and then watch Memento again for 2001. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Jacob, but we Which can't. We're not doing, but we we cannot forget. Unlike Guy Pierce's character in the film Leonard. Uh, see, so yeah, I anyway. Segways, yeah. Um, so. The plot's very interesting for this movie. It is told backwards and which forwards is, yeah, at which the is same very interesting. time. It's very interesting, and it takes a little bit to get used to. But basically, to sum up the plot briefly, uh, Guy Pierce plays Leonard, um, who has it's not amnesia that he has, but he has this condition. Um, that, um, happened after an incident where, 
um, someone broke into his house, attacked him and his wife. Um, as far as he remembers, they killed her, but we'll get to that. Um, and so he, he has this condition where he has zero short-term memory, so he can't remember anything after the incident. Um, and so he, like, has to write notes and get tattoos, um, to remind him of stuff, um, that happens in his life. And he's basically, he's on this mission to find the man who killed his wife and kill him. Um, and at the beginning, we actually see him kill the man who he is convinced is his wife's killer. Um, but then as the story goes backwards, we see that, um, this, this guy is actually a, a friend, er, er, sort of a friend of his, more of an acquaintance. Um, and, um, who, who's sort of helping him on this case. Uh, and he also interacts with this girl, Natalie, who is helping him out, but actually, as we find out, ends up taking advantage of his condition. Uh, played by Carrie Ann Moss, I should mention, who was Trinity in The Matrix, and also, um, Hogarth in Jessica Jones. Oh, I thought she was, I thought she was familiar with Yeah, something. yeah. And I, that blew my mind when I saw The Matrix for the first time. I was like, that's Jerry Hogarth. Um, but yeah, um, actually two Marvel actors here, because Guy Pierce was, um, what, was he Justin Hammer? He, he was some Iron Man villain. I forget which one. I, I think it was I Hammer. Remember. I don't know. Um... But anyway, so we go through this, and while he, while the, um, story is going forwards, he is telling this guy on the phone this story about a, another man with a similar condition to his, um, Sammy Jenkins, um, who, um... In, in this story, he tells, he explains how Sammy Jenkins actually end up, ended up uh, killing his wife unintentionally because of his condition. Um, and then by the end, it's not explicitly stated, but very much hinted at the fact that there is no Sammy Jenkins and that Leonard actually... Well well, I, I believe what it was, because, like, I've seen the movie more recently than you, because I'm just bad at seeing movies quickly. Uh, it was, there was a Sammy Jenkins, but he didn't actually have, an, like, this condition. He was just faking it. And so, but he, like, but, like, due to conditioning, like, conditioning stuff with him, like, with Leonard, uh, he had merged his memory of Sammy Jenkins with what happened to him through repeated telling the Sammy Jenkins story. Yeah, see, this is this is actually something that's that's very much up for debate. Um, and I've seen videos talking about this, 
because I had completely, ironically, when I started, like, I had seen videos a while back, like, talking about the, the twist of this Same, yeah. movie, and I had forgotten about it until I started watching the movie, and as soon as he, you see him kill Teddy, I was like, oh, wait, I remember the twist now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Which was really I remember. I remember the larger beats of the, the larger mm. beat of the twist. The details still caught me off guard, but we'll get to that. Yeah, later. definitely. I same guess here. Now. Um, but yeah, I mean, going into initial thoughts, I fucking love this movie. This, yeah, I this mean, is... we're on such a good track record, and I was actually telling yeah, them yeah. Uh, while you were gone, um, because one of the. One one of the films I've had to watch for my um, thrillers class so far is Fargo, which, which huh? is uh, a Coen Brothers film. Uh, they're really their earliest success. Yeah. Um, and uh, so um, I watched. You know, uh, my professor had like a video lecture talking about like the Coen Brothers film style and some optional video viewings, uh, talking more about it, and it made a lot of the decisions in Burn After Reading make a lot more sense. Ah. Because... Well, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> it, I'll, I'll just say, just to keep it brief, um, every character being an idiot is a running theme in their films. Ah. But in Fargo, it, it, it works a lot better in Fargo. That That's for sure. Um... I, I would recommend you see Fargo at some point. It, I mean, it is the quintessential Minnesota movie. Um, <laughs> a, Much to the ire of some Minnesotans. Yeah, it's it, it's <laughs> a little over the top it, with the accents. Um, it, but it, it's a quirky move. It like it's like I didn't absolutely love it, but it's it, I I enjoyed it. It's a it's a quirky little film. It's it's got some very good moments, um, and definitely subverts a lot of expectations as far as genres. And that's also a big thing in their movies is just subverting all genre conventions. Um, so yeah. But anyways, back to Memento. Um, I this film. I mean, it is clear. To see, I, I mean, of course, I've seen other Christopher Nolan movies, The Dark, the Dark Knight, and um, Inception. Uh, it is very clear to see, like, how he became such an acclaimed director. Yeah. Um, this, I, I mean, this technically isn't his first film. But it's like, it's the first, like, following is technically his first film, but it's like a, a hour, it's only an hour long, and it's like a, I think it's a documentary? No, not a documentary, but like, it's not nearly as well known as this one. Like, this is the earliest, like, this is probably his earliest success. Um, uh -huh. And yeah, it's just, it's wonderfully inventive. Yeah. And very unique. Um, there's like, 
there's like not really any movies that I know of that are quite like this. Which makes it unfortunate that apparently it's getting a remake? For some reason? It's, Why? Yeah, exactly. Like this doesn't need to be. Really I mean, I can understand wanting like tell a different, like a different story with this general format because, like, it's an interesting format for telling, especially like, a detective story. Yeah, well, apparently, like, the producers behind the planned remake insist that it's not really a remake, just something similar. I, I, and that's really. Okay, if it's just something similar, I can get behind that because, like. But, like, you know, it's a... Remake is just dumb for this. Yeah, it's... And it, it's, like, that's really the only thing we know about it so far. Um... And, um... Yeah, so... Anyway. Um... Oh. It's actually apparently being produced by the same guys who did the failed Cruel Intentions TV pilot. That's a good sign. <laughs> um, anyways, but yeah, no, this, like, yeah, there's not really anything like this film that I've seen, at least. And, uh, again, killed two birds with one stone with it, because it was on my 100 movies bucket list poster. Uh, so across that off, uh... Which is nice. There's a lot of Christopher Nolan ones on there. Dark Knight's on there, which of course I've already seen, and as well as The Prestige, which I still need to see. Oh yeah, that um, one. Unfortunately, I already know the twist of that one as well, but I still really want to see it because... Same here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it ha I have to. It's on the poster. Uh, also, have you seen Interstellar? I have not seen Interstellar. Hello. That's a good one. Uh, notable, okay. Interstellar is interesting because, like, towards the end, they just kind of, like, because it's a movie that tries to ground itself in science a lot and then throws out a lot of it towards the end for the plot. Yeah. But, like, it's interesting because, ah, because, okay, so the movie, like, essentially, like, a lot of the narrative of the movie is framed, not framed, uh, structured, or, yeah, structured, sure around a, like, the effects of a supermassive black hole. Mm, yeah. And it's, like, and how, like, that deserves time and whatnot. And the movie's interesting because the black hole in the movie is the most accurate simulation of a black hole, period. Mm -hmm. Because they got actual, like, because they got, like, a bunch of, like, actual scientists and and skilled programmers to come in and use the Hollywood budget, which scientists don't normally have access to, to just, like, simulate it, to the point where they actually wrote, like, papers on black holes based off of their work with the black hole in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that movie... That mo that's interesting, because, like, that movie came out in a time where Hollywood was making a lot of astronaut movies that kind of all looked the same in the trailers, but then were actually wildly different. Uh-huh. Um, and this, I say it came out in a period where that was happening. I feel like that period's still going with the recent release of Ad Astra. <laughs> I mean, I suppose so. Because, like, that looks super... I'm curious about Ad I'm curious to watch Ad Astra, because it's like, 
something that like I've heard it described as the rare cynical astronaut movie. Well, yeah, because like, it and I'm curious like, about. I'm curious to see that. It looked like every other astronaut movie in the trailers, but apparently there's like alien monkeys. That part I hadn't heard about. Okay, <laughs> I listened. To, I listened to the Sincast uh, review of it. Um, it gets bonkers. Apparently, <laughs> I still don't really have an interest in seeing it, but it apparently gets insane. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh. But yeah, um, anyways, back to Memento. Memento. Yeah, I think, I think this might be my favorite. Now, I really liked The Dark Knight. I, I think Heath Ledger's Joker is phenomenal, and I keep forgetting the name of the actor who played Two-Face. Um, Aaron Eckert. He, uh, okay. he does not get enough love for that performance um but i think overall as a movie i i i like this one better than the dark knight just slightly inception's also great it's all it's the most fun i've had with a movie that i didn't know what was happening <laughs> um, and that is that movie in a nutshell um but yeah, no, I think I I think this one is very, very good. In fact, you know it's it's tough for me to say, but I think this might be my favorite of the challenge so far. But I mean, all the films we've watched in the challenge yeah. are very good films. Like yeah. we we haven't had a single dud yet. I. I'm curious what? to see which one of us picks the first dud. I might be picking the first dud for 2001. Oh, we'll God. see. Knowingly? I mean, not like I'm not. Like, I'm not like searching for a dud. Okay. It's a movie that I've heard like a lot of mixed opinions about. Oh, okay. Interesting. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's the thing. We've also for this film for at least the last film challenge. There, there were quite a few films we watched for that that had good reviews but we personally just didn't like yeah um like burn after reading as previously mentioned. <laughs> um yeah after watching fargo and learning more about the coen brothers style i am somewhat tempted to re-watch burn after reading just to see if i can appreciate it a little more now um i don't know I don't know if I'm going to do that. I've got a lot of movies I need to watch. I have to watch three films per week for my class. So, mm -hmm. um, which of course my mom is like, oh, boo-hoo, you have to watch three movies per week because I love watching movies. So, like, it's uh -huh. not a problem for me. <laughs> and I've got time. Like, the, the class yeah. is really the only thing taking up to, well, I also got to finish the thing. I, I'll actually... And now I'll actually talk about it at the end of this uh, podcast because the thing will be coming out the day after this podcast episode comes out, so I might as well talk about oh. it. Oh, um, right. uh, But anyways, yeah, let's actually get into the discussion. D did you say enough about your initial thoughts on the... Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, but just going 
Okay. Into go, it. Going into the actual discussion, I just want to open up with one thing. My one problem with this movie, which I get, but it remains my one problem with this movie. So, uh, Noah, uh, how does this movie describe Landon's condition? It's not amnesia. That's basically okay. how he describes it. It's not amnesia. Yes. Like, yeah, there, there are even scenes where characters go, so you have amnesia, and he goes, no, it's not amnesia, it's... He has <laughs> no short-term memory. No, no, he's, no, he's not. There's a, a scene where he specifically refers to it as enterograde memory loss. Okay. And I just broke down laughing at that scene. Because there's, a ter there's an actual scientific term for this thing that he has. Enterograde amnesia oh <laughs> <laughs> well i did not know that but yeah, yeah it's all right what, it's what it is like mementos even pointed out as one of the most accurate depictions of enterograde amnesia in like media oh well but they refuse to refer to it as enterograde amnesia <laughs> yeah i guess, yeah that's i guess one and i, and I, I yeah. think i get it because like i'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure, like the, like, the only thing I can think of where they do that is to avoid confusing the audience, because, like, in popular culture, when people think of amnesia, they think of retrograde amnesia, where you get something that happened in the past. Like, no one ever really, like, enterograde amnesia isn't really talked about as much in media, so, like, they probably do that just to avoid the confusion. But it's still just really funny to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. But they that... bend over backwards to distinguish it from amnesia when it is amnesia. Yeah, that that does. Yeah, that's that is a little ridiculous, but um. But yeah. yeah, that was like my only issue with the film, and it was an issue that was purely exist. As far as I can tell, purely existed to avoid confusing people. Any more than the movie wanted to confuse people, anyway. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I did also want to mention um. Just uh, that uh, this film was nominated for two Oscars. I'm trying to f find the which one. Oh, best original screenplay and best film editing, um, both of oh, which yeah, very fair. Yeah, I, I uh, can see that. Yeah, let definitely. me check what one. Oh come on. Okay, I get really one of my pet peeves with Wikipedia is that sometimes it's very hard to like navigate to a specific Oscar ceremony article. Hmm. That's yeah. that. I mean, that is like the most me problem. Like no one else would. Like, <laughs> like I'm probably the only one that gives a shit about. The, well, I'm not the only one that gives a shit, but like, I am one of very few people who would actually like care about that sort of thing. Um. Ah, yes, this was the year Gladiator won ah. this picture. So, uh, as far as original screenplay, Almost Famous, which is another one of my favorites. So, 
I can live with that. Oh, wait, wait, this isn't the right... Wait, hang on. So, sorry, hang on. Okay, the years... Okay. Ah, shit, how do I go back to this? Okay, hang on. Two thousand one Academy of Okay, no, it's not it's not the two thousand one because this film got its wide release in two thousand one, so it was competing at the two thousand two Oscars, the seventy fourth. And this one's okay. Here we are. Sorry. Uh bear with me here. Uh Okay, A Beautiful Mind won Best Picture this year. Best Original Screenplay, Gosford Park, which I've never heard of. Um, <clears throat> it was also competing with Amelie, Monsters Ball, and The Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, Wes Anderson. Yeah. Um, and as far as film editing... Oh yeah, this was the year with the first uh, animated, first best animated film Oscar. Uh, Black Hawk Down won editing, and also competing were Beautiful Mind, Fellowship of the Ring, and Moulin Rouge. Um, interesting selection there. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, um, yeah, no, the editing in this film though is very good it like it really okay it did take me a while to realize that the black and white segments all took place before the in color backwards segments and that the and that the black and white segments were going forwards it took me yeah. a while to wrap my head around that but once i did i i i was able to comprehend it no problem yeah so th this film does take a little bit to like comprehend like it i mean it makes it has an adjustment period to it it makes pulp fiction look easy to understand as far <laughs> as plot structure um but um and that the 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 scene at the very end where it it tr he pulls out the polaroid of the man he kills that he thinks was his wife's killer um and then it transition it it like goes from black and white to color as he as the polaroid comes into focus that shit is beautiful yeah <laughs> that is one of the coolest transitions I've ever seen in any film. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. Um. And. So. I, I mentioned. Um. Earlier that. Um. Carrie Ann Moss's character. And ends up. Uh. Taking advantage. Uh. Natalie. Uh. She ends up taking advantage of Leonard. Uh, because of his condition, uh, and it, because that part is told backwards, it, that part's in the, like, the backwards, uh, telling, um, it's the reveal of that, because basically she, so, 
I forget exactly. Again, it's been a little while since I've seen it, but she. She, you know, he, he ends up, like, kidnapping this guy for her. Um, and, uh, like, she, she specifically instructs him to kill the guy. He doesn't end up killing the guy, but, um, she, but, like, and then we get this scene that takes place before she asks him to go after the guy. Uh, don't... Dodd? Dodd, yeah. Yeah, Dodd is his name. Leonard Dodd, confusingly. Um, oh, I didn't even catch that his first name was Leonard. Um, but, um, it's very interesting that, um... Because you see the scene where she, like, is crying and begging um, Leonard to go after Dodd, um, but then, in the next scene that takes place before it, you see him go into her house, and she, like, rips him a new one, says all this terrible stuff, well, he says some terrible stuff to her, too, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't remember exactly. Did he call her a whore? No, she called his wife a oh, whore. Oh, yes, she called his wife a whore. Um, Several times, in fact. Yes, yes, many, many times. Um, and so she says all this horrible shit to him. Um, and then immediately is like, well... Like, it, it doesn't matter what I say about you or your wife, because you're not going to remember it. Like, in a couple minutes, you'll you'll think we're still friends or maybe even lovers. And then she leaves, and he's, like, scrambling to try to find a pen to write down what she just said so that he will remember it. Um, or not remember it, but be able to be reminded of it. And then before he can find a pen in time she comes in crying and begging him to kill Dodd. And it's like, holy shit. Like, that reveal was like... That, yeah, that, that, that really blew my mind. Yeah, this is a really interesting format for a movie because it really lends itself well to like these really interesting twists. Yes, which is insane. Like, the fact that it's told backwards, you'd think, like... It, such plot twists wouldn't work, but it, it it's it's edited and it's like, it's in like, such a way that it works so well. Yeah, like it like it reverse word let's see if I can get this to be worded thing to be word well. It like flips the like it, it makes the switch switch like flipping like cause and effect on its head where like you see the like normally it's you see a cause we see a cause first and the twist is what the effect ends up being but here you see an effect and the twist is what the cause was. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, that's that's what makes this movie really interesting. Because like again, in the very first scene of the movie, you see him kill Ted. Yeah. But then like you see their relationship develop backwards, as weird as that sounds. You you see like <laughs> how they got to where they are um and like 
you know, Teddy is trying, Teddy's trying to basically convince Leonard to leave town, um, and, like, not worry about, because, like, what we don't realize at the audience at that point, and what Leonard doesn't know, is that he's already, at that point, killed the man that he thinks killed his wife. Um, but he did so, and, and it's, and it's also, the, the guy he kills at the end is, I believe, Natalie's boyfriend? Who's a drug dealer? Yeah, he, he kills Natalie's boyfriend. Yes. Things um, like, which, like, in a like, tells me I think earlier scene, uh, it's a bit that I think she's, like, it's implied that she figured out that he did that because she realizes, oh, he's driving around in my boyfriend's car, wearing my boyfriend's clothes, something's up. I didn't even think about that, <laughs> which is stupid, because, yeah, it'd be completely obvious to her, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I didn't, no, I didn't even think, well, she does say, oh, yeah, like, I thought you were someone else at that one point, yeah. when, when they're in their first encounter, which is technically their last encounter, <laughs> it's, it's weird. No, and, um, and, the, and then, like, actually in the bar, like, when she's questioning why she, why he came, why he came there, that he refers to a note that he found in his pocket, but in the previous scene, like, chronologically the previous scene, he had just been putting on the clothes after taking them off of Jimmy, so that would have been in his pocket. Yeah, so she would have given... Jimmy the note. Okay. Oh, and that's probably... And that that adds an extra layer to why she would take... I didn't even put two and two together that she would obviously know that he killed her boyfriend, and that's why she's taking advantage of him. Yeah. I didn't even... Oh, my God. God, I need to rewatch this movie again. It's... Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, God. This movie's so good. And, okay. We are... We are going a bit long here, but I feel like we need to discuss this... That, that ending... Be, because, yeah, okay. where Leonard like, like Leonard gets like speeched at by Teddy about like ha like how he had already killed the guy he blamed for killing his wife and how his wife was survived the encounter and how he was the one that accidentally killed her. The Sammy Jenkins story, which is up for debate, because naturally, uh, yeah. Um. And then Leonard like when Rella. Like then Leonard realizing that Teddy's actual name fits the name like it fits the information for the guy who killed his wife decides to frame Teddy to his future self so that he'll accident so that he'll kill Teddy by mistake. Which mad is for fucking incredible. Yeah, I love that moment when he's like, "Oh, you're a." Wait, I, for, I forget what the you're, name... It was, you're a John You're a John G. G. You could be John my John G. G. Yeah. And, like, I was like, holy shit. Like, he is, like... And it's so amazing. It's so well done because, like, in that moment, he's very much intentionally, like, well, I'm gonna... I'm gonna kill this guy just because just he's an asshole. Like, I, I don't even... Like, I don't believe he killed my wife, but, like, I... Like, I don't... I don't think in that moment he actually believes that 
Teddy killed his wife. I, yeah, I, I don't think so. Like, I think it seems fairly clear that he doesn't think that. Yeah, like, he's very much, like, just, like, well, I'm, I'm gonna kill you, and, like, like, you're, you're an asshole, so I'm just, I'm just gonna make myself kill you. And the, the fact that, like, oh my god, it's such a clever twist. Because, oh my, my god, I just can't even, like, put it into words, exactly. It's just, like, it, it only works because of the, this, that kind of thing only works in this movie. Yeah. Like, that, like, it, that sort of thing wouldn't be as effective in another yeah, you couldn't do that linearly yeah you can't do that linearly the way this film is told is genius because it allows for yeah again so many like interesting twists like that um because the twist isn't in what happens at the end it's how you get to that point yeah um and i do want to discuss the ending because um i I definitely believe that there is no... Well, because, like, Teddy sort of implies that there was no Sammy Jenkins. it seems. Um, like, at the very least, he... Like, at, very, at the very least, he tries to convince Leonard that there is no Sammy Jenkins as he no, as he remembers Sammy Jenkins. Yeah, I... Because, I like, it was, like... Because, like, like, the visual word from him in the movie was, like, in the Marvel years, so, uh, was that Simon Jenkins was real, but he was a con man faking his illness. Um, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm curious because, like, I, I don't, I, I'm gonna choose, now, obviously, there's no, like, definitive answer, think what you want. I, yeah, like, like, Inception and whatnot. I'm in the boat of believing that there is no Sammy Jenkins, and that, um, that Leonard actually accidentally killed his wife. And I'm in the similar boat of there was a Sammy Jenkins, but he's mixing, but he's mixing his memories with, but he's mixing memories together to make a new, like, reality. Like, as he said, like, like later on in the movie, uh, Memory, like a story of Sammy Jenkins, is something that he remembers, but he also says like memory is unreliable. Like yeah. memory can change a car, a blue car to a red car, or something like that. Yeah, and it is interesting to note. Now, this is something that like is pretty much impossible to notice on a first viewing, or even in repeat viewings at regular speed. But in the the moment in the scene where um. Uh, Leonard finishes telling the story of Sammy Jenkins, and you see Sammy Jenkins. It, I think it's like a. Is it a? I don't know the the right word for it. It's not like a uh, mental. It's not exactly a mental institution. It's not. It's like some like similar care care facility. Yeah, like it's it's some like. It's not a retirement home, but it's like a like a assisted living home, maybe. That's, that might be the way. To, that might be. That the might way be way like to describe it. The way to put it. Um. Uh, and pe people have done like video analysis of this, 
there is a single frame in that scene, like as as like the a man walks past Sammy Jenkins in that part, where Sammy Jenkins changes to Leonard. Oh. Um, I remember seeing a video about it a while back. I thought it was what culture, but I can't <clears throat> figure out what video is. I mean, if you search up like you, like you could search it up on YouTube and find the actual scene slowed down to show that. But yeah, like there, there's actually a moment, like briefly, where it it he becomes Leonard, and that that for me solidifies the idea that it's there is no Sammy Jenkins, at least for me. But again, it's open; it's very much open to interpretation. Um. So yeah, um, do you have any other specifics to go into regarding this? Uh, not right now, I don't think. Um, also, the, I, I will say another thing. Um, the tattoos, very creative. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, like, it looks super cool. Like, when he first takes off his shirt and you see all of them on uh -huh. him, like, that looks so cool. Yeah. Uh, just the way they're... Could, yeah. Um, again, like, it's, it's weird, because, like... I keep going back and forth on whether or not I would ever be willing to get a tattoo. Because I think tattoos are cool. But I don't want to go through the pain. And also, as a... I just, I just can't think of any tattoo that would look good on me. <laughs> yeah. Like, right now, like, if I were to get a tattoo... If, if someone, like, literally forced me to get a tattoo right now, I would get the... the the fancy the from the procrastination episode of Spongebob. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I, I keep going back and forth on whether I would ever get it. Because I am i don't have a very high pain tolerance. <laughs> like, I, I'm, a, I'm a coward. I, I'm weird with my pain tolerance. Because um, I remember, like, when I, I believe it was when I was 15, I was diagnosed with having shingles, and I just tried to ignore it for, like, three days beforehand. Oh. Wow. And anyone who knows what shingles is like, that's not something that normally happens. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um. Yeah. And then, uh, then I remember one time I was having my blood drawn for a test of some kind. I don't know what the test was for for life for me, but I remember at some so I had like a needle in my arm, blood being drawn. I remember at some point, like, no prompting, I just started laughing. What? That, sound, that makes you sound like a psychopath. No, I know. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I I specifically remember when I was going to donate blood to the blood drive in high school, uh, when they did the finger prick to make sure your blood is good to donate. I started getting lightheaded and almost blacked out just on the finger prick. <laughs> Which is fine. Cause, and it's also weird because, like, as a kid, I hated getting shots. But, uh -huh. like, now I'm, like, totally fine with it. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind them anymore. Um, but I was really bad about taking shots um, when I was younger. 
don't think a lot of people were bad about taking shots from their kids. Well, that's because... the weird thing, because my sister was not when I was, but then we huh. sort of, like, flipped, which is weird. Um, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, um, but anyways, um, I think she's fine with getting shots now, but, like, it, it, there, there was definitely a period of time where, like, I... I was finally getting used to getting shots, and she suddenly became, like, not wanting to get shots. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyways, that's... No, no, no. Anyway, point is, I don't know if I would ever get a tattoo, but I think tattoos are cool, and this guy's got some cool... Obviously, I wouldn't get any of the tattoos that he has. <laughs> That would be problematic for a multitude of reasons. Certainly not the one you can only see in the mirror. <laughs> uh, uh, be, that'd be like the worst one of all those yeah. to get tattooed. Yeah. Um, but, uh, although it would be kind of cool to, like, get something tattooed backwards... Like that. Yeah, that. That would be cool. That would that would be kind of cool. Um, again, I don't know what I would do in that regard. Uh, but, um, or if I would. But, um, yeah, no, that's uh, really cool. It, yeah, just fi going into final thoughts, this, this film just has so many really cool... It, it, like, it takes such a unique concept, executes it, so uniquely and it just all works so well together it's like it and i mean this really did kickstart the career of who is one of the one of the greatest film directors of our time i would say i mean he like I don't think, as far as I've heard, he has never directed a bad film. Which is it? Like I think, I think I think of yeah. I think most people would probably put either Dark Knight Rises or Interstellar as his worst movie, but both of those are still good. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see it, where where this guy really got his start, and I look forward to seeing so many more of his movies, including Tenet, whenever that comes out. I re yeah. uh, I really want it to come out soon. I miss. I I know that like movie theaters are super high risk right yeah. now, but I I miss it. <laughs> I really want to go see a movie in the movie theaters, and I want to see Tenet in the movie theaters. I miss going places, which is weird, because I don't really have any place that I super want to go. Yeah. Like, maybe to a library, but I don't read very much nowadays. Yeah. I which miss, is unfortunate, but... I guess I miss interacting with people. That, that too. My sister... That too. Um, yeah. My sister just moved out from to go to Oklahoma. Ah. 
So I have one less person in the house. Yeah, well. So on one hand, le even less human interaction now. Well, on the other hand, uh, my chips will my chips will stop just inexplicably disappearing. <laughs> uh, that yeah. is like my one my consistent problem with my like that sister. Uh, food just disappears without warning. <laughs> See, here's the thing. My sister has, like, the opposite... Pr We're going way off topic now, but <laughs> It's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Um, my sister has the opposite problem, where she, she will buy... She will have my mom... Well, okay, yeah. She will have my mom buy her a lot of not necessarily cheap snacks, and uh -huh. then she will let a lot of it go to waste... But then if you eat her, if you eat the last of her snacks, she will get mad. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, mem I remember once I asked my sister, like, she was at the grocery store and she just me just asking if I wanted anything. And I didn't really need anything, so I just asked if she could bring me some beef jerky. So she comes back and then hands me a half-eaten packet of beef jerky and then gets mad at me for getting mad at her for eating half of the beef jerky. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, anyways. Um, so, so you mentioned a two, um, y you alluded to your 2001 film, but didn't explicitly state it. Yes. So we won't be doing this the next episode because we got something special for the next episode because... Yeah, I, I guess be yeah, we might as well say it. Because uh, next week's episode will align... I mean, not on the exact day but, but like the week at around least. the time of the one year anniversary of the podcast so yeah uh we're gonna bring alex on as a guest star and sort of do a mishmash of uh segments we've done in the past uh we'll of course be you know making more our movies uh maybe we'll come up with uh, another film fight to do um what other segments can we do? <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Alex and I could like re do a do a reading of a scene from a movie or something. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he, I remember. I can't remember when I've ever done it, but I remember a while back you bring up the idea of a, a segment where you just do impressions of things. Yeah, that's what. It, <laughs> yeah, like I, I wanted to do like I wanted to do like movie scene. Like how, what <laughs> we just does. never did that. Yeah, like with what Rob. Well, because you never had ideas for scenes for you wanted me to do. I yeah, left so it up to you to give me <laughs> scenes. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, but still, I, I definitely <laughs> forgot about that until just now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll fi we'll figure some stuff out. Um. But yeah. Um, I still want to do that Price is Right thing at some point, but I would want to oh, get yeah. more. I would want, want to get more people for more that. More people, yeah. Um, but I definitely want to do that for an episode. I really yeah. want to do the Price is Right. Uh, but with, like, movie box office grosses and budgets and film collectibles or props or stuff. Yeah. That have been sold. Um, just heads up for when we do that. Um, I would, I would kindly request that you do not look at 
A24's auction page on their website because All they right. recently auctioned mind. off a lot of uh, props and costumes and stuff from their films. And if we did the, the part with the movie collectibles or, or like memorabilia or stuff, I would absolutely pull all of mine from that auction. <laughs> um, so don't look at that. Don't, yeah. Um, anyways, <clears throat> that's going to be it for this. Uh, uh, oh, wait, that's only to announce. You got to talk about your 2001 movie. Right. But but two episodes from now for each 2001 movie, uh, and as I find something I want to do more, which so far is not seeming likely because like, Okay, everything in 2001 that I'd want to watch, like, other than this, either we've seen, or just isn't on any streaming platform that I can find. Yeah, so, Spirited as a, as Away, find. damn it! We can't do Spirited Away, that would be... Yeah, great. I really want to do Spirited Away, too, but it's just on nothing we have access to. Yeah! I mean, I know they've got them all on, like, HBO Max, but, like... But we don't have HBO Max. Yeah, and I'm saving... I'm, I'm gonna save my free trial... Even though I haven't seen the original Justice League, I, I want to do a free trial to check out the Snyder Cut just because it seems like such a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. Anyway, so the movie will be Atlantis, The Lost Empire. <gasps> oh! You haven't uh, seen that, right? I forgot I to ask. As far as I can remember, I haven't. Okay, good. <laughs> um yeah no i didn't even think about that because i was thinking about like disney movies i was like oh i i wish like there was like a really good i like i couldn't think of any disney movies that i hadn't seen apart from like the direct video sequels that i particularly yeah. wanted to watch for this um challenge i didn't even think about atlantis and yeah i'm pretty sure i haven't seen it yeah if it I, is on disney plus though which yes. i confirmed okay so. Yeah, because, yeah, I, if I have seen it, I don't remember enough about it <laughs> to recall, yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say, I will, I'll look in my collection of Disney figures, I think it's safe to say if I, if we don't, because we have a, my family has a lot of Disney figures that we uh -huh. just have in storage. If there aren't any for Atlantis, it's probably safe to say I've never seen Atlantis. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll, yeah, I'm, oh, I am, yeah, very much looking forward to that, actually. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I guess we, yeah, we'll talk about that not in the next episode, but in the following episode. And we'll um, see if the we like the movie wants stick to watch continues. Atlantis and talk about it with us. We could technically do that, but we could. Um, I'll bring it up to him. And we'll so you guys will find out like five minutes after I do. So <laughs> that's Wait. not that's not the sentence that I was thinking in my head. But you know what? Fuck it. It works for the it's joke. Not <laughs> They no, they will find out hopefully <laughs> long after you find out because it's going to take you more than five minutes to watch the movie. Yeah, we have long podcasts. <laughs> like this one, that it just keeps going. Uh, but Although I do, I do like, yeah, as it, like, 
I wouldn't actually do this, but I do like like as a joke, just like having Alex on for the podcast because I hadn't watched the movie yet and needed to kill an hour and a half to we got to the segment to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that, but that would oh, we're be not funny. That, um. <laughs> oh God. Oh, may- maybe it's for like, like, maybe for next pod- year's April Fools. Oh, that be- we that de- we gotta do that for next year's April Fools, dear God. Uh, well, now that we've revealed it, but well, we did that for the first movie, for the first April Fools. So did we? Re- Feel that we were going to do a number. I one? am 90% sure that I brought it up as a joke on an early on the episode of the podcast. Well, to be fair, we didn't reveal everything we were doing for the. We didn't reveal that Alex True. was. That you were going to be inside Alex's body. Don't True. take that out of context. Um, well, maybe. Well, maybe we can add in our own extra flares for whatever movie it ends up being. Or who knows? Maybe it could be Liam instead just to throw everyone off the scent. Oh, man. It's just, just to continue to preemptively ruin the joke we're telling you. We could also have a we could also have a secondary aspect of the joke where I accidentally watched the wrong movie. Oh God, I would love <laughs> no. But you we know what? We, but the movies okay. that we watch are similar enough that I that we don't realize it until the very end. Okay, no, I. Okay, I need to. T- I know exactly what I want to do for the next April Fools now, but I will tell you after we're done recording because I don't want to <laughs> reveal it yet. All right, but you just gave me a great idea for well, it. Well, then we can do this for the April Fools after that. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, one last thing I wanted to mention before we end this episode. I've talked a bit about Miserable Movie Monday during this episode. Um. But um, at the time this is going up on YouTube, tomorrow is the two-year anniversary of Miserable Movie Monday. At the time this is going up on Anchor, if you're listening to this podcast on Anchor, today is the um, Miserable Movie Monday two-year anniversary. And in celebration of the two-year anniversary, I am releasing... A Miserable Movie Monday parody album. Uh, basically, I and I, I haven't finished it quite yet at the time we're recording this. I still have two songs I need to finish writing, and I need to record all the songs. But basically, I've taken songs from various artists, and some from musicals, because, you know, it's me. Yeah. Um... And it would I've, be weird if you didn't. I have made parodies of them related to the films we've watched for Miserable Movie Monday over the past two years. Um, so, uh, there it'll be ten songs total. I'm going to try to have them all up on Anchor... Spotify, and maybe SoundCloud, since I don't have to worry about the tracks being too long for SoundCloud, because the reason we don't do this podcast on SoundCloud is because in order for unlimited space, uploads space on SoundCloud, you need to pay a monthly fee. Um, But I should be able to post all the songs for free, since they'd be shorter tracks. Um... Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. 
I'll, I'll post a video on the channel telling you guys more specific details uh, on the day it actually goes out. But um, I'm going to try my best to have all the songs posted on that day. It depends on if I finish the last two songs in a, in a decent amount of time. In fact, immediately after we're done recording this, I'm going to tell Jacob about my April Fool's Day idea, but also try to jam out one of the songs tonight. We'll see. I also have to get up early in the morning to walk the dog, so I don't know if I'll finish it tonight, but I'm at least going to get some headway in it. Um, and yeah, um, so be on the lookout for that. It'll be on the Miserable Movies You Missed anchor page, so anchor.fm slash miserable movies, and on that Spotify page as well, which you can find a link to on the anchor page, and I'll post a video on my channel once they're uploaded to um, let you guys know. Um, and I will try to have lyric videos for at least some of the songs on my YouTube channel. Obviously, you know, copyright could prevent me from doing a few of them yeah. on YouTube. Um, but I'll see. And also, that'll take time. Like, there's not going to be lyric videos for every song on day one. But uh -huh. I'll try to get them out when I, as I can. As soon as I can. But yeah, so that's how I'm celebrating the two-year anniversary of Miserable Movie Monday. We had a few ideas floating around... Um, we obviously did not get to the idea of us watching the twi the entire Twilight yeah. Saga <laughs> for years 2008 through 2012, I believe it would have been. We obviously did not get to that, um, because yeah. uh, we're only on 2001 now, <laughs> um, and we didn't have time to do five miserable movie dubs crossovers um that would have taken forever um but uh yeah this is this is a fun little thing uh wanted to do something different from last year and uh yeah this is what i came up with and uh i hope you guys enjoy it i really like the songs i've written so far um and, uh, yeah, I hope you, and I, you know, this is, I, th I've wanted to do parodies on YouTube for a while. I, I've been very much inspired by the Computer Nerd 01 and Nate Wants to Battle. In fact, there may or may not be a Nate Wants to Battle parody on the album. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, uh, and when I say that, I don't mean one of his parodies. I mean, I'm parodying one of his songs. Um, <clears throat> one of his original songs, and, uh, so, um, yeah, and I did, like, a couple, like, really bad parodies when I was a kid on YouTube, but, like, uh, this, I, I just came up with this idea, I was like, this would be fun to do, and I've really enjoyed, uh, writing these so far, and let me... Let me know if what you guys think of the album. I really would appreciate your uh, feedback on it when it comes out. Um, and let me know if you want me to do more stuff like that. 
uh, or if you'd want me to do some straight up covers on my YouTube channel, just let me know. Because uh, I, you know, my as a theater major, one of one of the things I'm I've struggled with um, personally is singing. Uh, so um, this this is sort of my way of like also getting a little more practice in that regard in something more like informal. Uh, mm. So uh, yeah, I really I would really would appreciate you guys' feedback on that. Uh, listen to that when it comes out tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening. I mean, or it might. If unless you were not listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, in that case, it's already out probably by the time you're listening to this. So go check it out. Uh, and that's gonna be it. This episode was way longer than we intended it, but that's fine. That's not abnormal around here. Yeah, it happens. Um, At least it's not Star Wars again. Oh, God. <laughs> we really should have made that two episodes. <laughs> that, like, that episode was actually too long to put on Anchor. <laughs> I actually had to put... Now, Anchor doesn't have a ton of limits, but apparently, like... There, there was one other episode that we did that was too long, which was the episode where we talked about all the films coming out in 2020. Uh. Which, I mean, that video aged poorly anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's also funny that one of the only films that we talked about on that episode that actually came out in 2020 was a film that was supposed to come out in 2019 <laughs> being the Sonic <laughs> movie. Uh, anyway, yeah, seriously, that's it for this episode. I'm Noah. I'm Jacob. Peace. Adios. And scene. <laughs>